Jack Del Rio gets defensive in response to criticism of linebacker Cody Barton. Eric Bieniemy says he'd like to get Brian Robinson more involved, but early deficits have forced the pass game. Do the numbers really support that? And it's the do your job controversy. You do your job and stay tuned for the Daily Commanders update for 12 October. Let's go. (music) Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your Daily Commanders update here on 12 October. On Ref the District, I'm the Stoner, and we are a proud member of the Believe Network. Make sure you hit that like. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're an audio listener, make sure you leave a rating and a comment if you like. We'd appreciate all of you. Let's get right to it because we got a lot to get to here on the Daily Commanders Update. A lot going on. Both of the coordinators held press conferences today, and there's a lot of blowback on that. So let's kind of get right into what was said. First of all, let's start on the defensive side because that's really where the biggest problems are right now. So Jack Del Rio had a press conference today and was asked a few questions with some of the things he talked about here. First of all, from John Kime, um, his tweet is on um, what Jack Del Rio said about Forbes. Hasn't gone the way he would like or we would like. So we'll just keep working at it. I believe in the young man. Obviously, he's had a rough start. Hasn't been as productive. There's no shortcut or easy way out. You just have to work. So the, the, you know, Forbes has been struggling. He's the number one pick and uh, he's been benched the last couple of games. Call it what you want. Struggling as a rookie. He's not big enough. Um, He's a little bit too risky. He's supposed to be a ball hawk. Call all those things as why he is uh, not playing up to par, but he is definitely not playing up to par. Uh, the next thing is here um, when Nikki Javala asked Jack Del Rio on why Quan Martin hasn't received any defensive snaps yet. Just depth at that position. No hesitation, which I don't know what that means. Obviously, he'll be involved now, and I look forward to watching him play. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a it's a big deal with um, Quan Martin now. We've talked about it on our show plenty of times. He's the only, basically, the only second-round pick who hasn't played a defensive or offensive snap. The only one. The other one is um, Will Levis. He's a quarterback. That's understandable. And Juice Scruggs, who's a center for Houston. He's been on IR. Other than that, everybody else has played defensive or offensive snaps except Quan Martin. Now with the injury to Derek Forrest, that's going to move Percy Butler back to the free safety position to replace him. That means Quan Martin's going to have to either play that third safety or is going to have to play in the slot. Whatever, Quan Martin is going to be out there a lot more than expected or a lot more than he has been so far, obviously having played zero defensive snaps. So the first time you see Quan Martin out there playing defense against Atlanta will be his first snap as a professional, not counting preseason, of course. Okay, sticking with that, we're going to talk here about um, Cody Barton. Cody Barton has been receiving a whole lot of uh, negative feedback. He's been getting it from this show basically since preseason. He hasn't been good from uh, preseason. So Ben Standig asked Jack Del Rio about linebacker Cody Barton. I like the way he prepares and competes. I think he'll continue to get better. Now, we've got a little bit more. We've got video on this exchange between Ben Standig and Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio got very defensive when he was talking about Cody Barton. And I'm going to talk just a second about Cody Barton. 
no, he is his numbers aren't great. You see it with your eyes, you watch the film. He can't get off blocks. He's hitting wrong holes. The problem is he's a really smart linebacker. He knows where everybody goes. He's the green dot. You take him out, you're going to put David Mayo there, who's less athletic than Cody Barton. You're not putting Kalika Hudson in the middle. I'm sorry. You're not bringing up Jabril Cox and putting him in the middle. Sorry. You're not even putting, uh, who's the other, oh, I already mentioned uh, Mayo. He's the other backup. You're not moving Jamin Davis over to the middle. We tried that his rookie year. Not good. Cody Barton's all you got. As I like to kind of goof around sometimes, uh, Tim Duncan's not walking through that door, if you know that reference from the Celtics and Rick Pitino way back in the day. Nobody's walking through that door to save the middle linebacker position. He's it. But here's the exchange on video from uh, with Ben Standig and, uh, of course, Jack Del Rio. Martin, um, you've said you, you've been, think you've been okay with what he's shown so far. Where are you at with him, I guess, now? And because I obviously you look at some of the information out there and there seems to be some missing part there as to what he's bringing to the table. What are you seeing that maybe what, others what are not? What do you mean missing part? I'm not understanding. Just that, you know, maybe it just hasn't played up to the level that, you know, <sighs> people are hoping for if he's going to come in and be the starting mic. So I Body guess language. That what, what are you seeing that maybe others are what not? What people are, am I, who, who am I answering to? Which which people? And and what? The what, world at large. I guess. The, and, and what what are they looking at? You sure. know, like, so well, I, guess I, I, I like the way uh, he prepares and competes. So, um I think he'll continue to get better, impact us in a positive way. So that's the uh, little testy exchange between Ben Standig and Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio getting a little defensive about Cody Barton. Again, he's a guy that is smart. He prepares well. Um, He just doesn't perform very well uh, out on the field. And Jack Del Rio knows that's his only guy. So he's – Kind of word vomit, as some people like to say. He's just saying stuff out there to try to defend his guy. He's not going to throw his guy under the bus. Some guys you can throw under the bus. If you remember last year, they threw Jamin Davis under the bus. Basically said he's not playing well. That lit a fire, and Jamin Davis ended up having a good rest of the year. But Cody Barton, I guess he's just not going to do it. Not going to call him out. Still a little bit early in the season, I guess, for that. So, Uh, We'll see what happens in the middle linebacker position, but don't expect anything to just turn around. No player that's on this roster or who's out on the street is going to come in and fix that middle linebacker position. So take that uh, for for what it's worth. Uh, All right, so uh, let's move over to the offense now. And here's a nice little tweet from Grant Paulson about Sam Howell. Sam Howell is one of four quarterbacks in NFL history with 1,500 passing yards and 135 rushing yards over the first over his first six games. Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, and now Sam Howell. I think that's a pretty pretty cool deal. I don't think it's um, anything to uh, write into the record books or anything, but uh, I think that's a that's pretty good for Sam Howell. It shows that he is kind of getting out there a little bit and running, and of course he's slinging the ball all over the place. That you'll get a lot of yards if you throw the ball 55 times. Uh, as he did against uh, Chicago in this last uh, matchup. And you're behind all the time when you're behind a lot. All right, so uh, you saw a little glimpse of of the next tweet that we're going to talk about. This is the B-Rob touches. Eric Bieniemy says he'd like to get Brian Robinson more involved, but early deficits force the pass game more. 
Well, we looked into that. Nathan and I crunched some numbers, and we're not buying it. We're not buying that he he's not getting more involved because of early deficits. That's not true. Now, we looked at first halves, but we also looked at, here's the stat. Let me show you right here that we have that we tweeted out. When Washington, you hear me out here, when Washington is within 10 points or they're tied or they're leading in the game at any point in the first five games this year, at any point during the game, they've run the ball 78 times and they've dropped back 158 times. That's almost exactly two to one passing the ball more than running the ball. And that's when they're within 10 points. This is not a point where they're down 27 to three. We didn't look at those numbers. Obviously, you're going to throw the ball. Or you're down to Denver, 21-3. We didn't look at those drives. We only looked at when they were within 10 points. They were tied, you know, 0-0 or 10-10, whichever. Or they're leading, which they've led. Obviously, they led against Denver. They led against Arizona. They led against Philly at halftime. Don't forget, 17-10. They were still passing the ball a lot in that first half when they were ahead, 17-10. Um and then, uh, of course, against, uh, well, that's it, right? Because they didn't lead, obviously, at all against Chicago. But before they went down to Chicago and then Buffalo, most of the game, they were at least within 10-0. to zero. So it's crazy numbers. They're throwing the ball just too darn much. When you have a young quarterback, you have an iffy offensive line, and you have good running backs, you should be running the ball more, not throwing the ball more. I know we want Sam to get a lot of experience, but man, he's just dropping back way too many times. So what he said there is not actually true when you dig deep into the numbers. Just kind of wanted to uh, to point that out. Um, all right, so the next thing is this do your job um, whole controversy. He put it, Ron Rivera put a sign at the door to the locker room that reads, do your job. And people are going crazy saying, well, Ron, why don't you do your job? Or JDR, why don't you do your job? You do realize I don't have a problem with this sign. And here's why. Ron goes into the locker room too. It's his locker room too. JDR goes and all the coaches go into the locker room. So that sign applies to them as well. They're not throwing everybody under the bus. They're saying we all need to do our job once we get into that locker room. Coaches included. So I don't have a problem with that sign going up saying, do your job. And he put it up there because, as he says, as Nikki Javala says here in this tweet, looking at the tape, watching the games, our previous five games, look at some of the stuff that I read, the numbers. Obviously, to me, there's a sense and a feel that we're not doing the things that we need to do. And he's not saying they're not doing it. He's saying we, and he's including his coaches. Try not to read too much into what the coaches say because they have to say something and people are asking a question and people get mad saying, you're just making excuses. You ask me the question. I got to answer the question. So with the whole do your job thing, I don't think it's really that big of a deal, but uh, some people have had a problem with it. If you got a problem with it, let us know in the comments with the do your job. Love to hear your comments also on the, uh, the stat that we put up there about running the ball versus passing the ball. And then, of course, on um, the whole Cody Barton situation, if you think if you think you have a fix, let us know in the comment section. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Just a couple of more real small things. Remember, 
It's on to Atlanta. We can beat it, Atlanta. The Commanders can beat Atlanta. When I say we, I mean the Commanders. After the Commanders, of course, you go on the road to the Giants. You can beat the Giants. And then Philly comes to FedEx. And the team announced here that that game is sold out. Now, how many of those are going to be Philly fans? We'll have to wait and see. You win these next two games, and those season ticket holders are not going to sell their tickets. They're going to go to the game. You'll lose these next two games, and you're going to see a lot of green in that stadium. So you just got to go out and make sure everybody does their job and uh, you know do your job with that sign and bring it home, bring home a couple of wins, at worst, one and one in these next two games. But I think they can win both of these next two games. And I think you're going to see a better effort. We've got a lot more to talk about as we lead up to Atlanta. Tomorrow, of course, we'll have another Daily Commanders update. Saturday, we're going to have our game preview with Will McFadden. He's the Believe in Falcons guy. Great interview with him that's going to come out on Saturday. Sunday, of course, make sure you join us live for the uh, for, for the play-by-play, commentary, reaction during the game, all game long. 30 minutes beforehand, we start breaking down the game and getting ready for the game all throughout the game, instant reaction right after, day after reckoning on Monday, Tuesday, daily commander's update, Wednesday, our flagship live at 7.30 p.m., Thursday, over and over and over and over again. We're always here. Make sure you hit that like. Make sure you hit that subscribe. We appreciate everyone who is a viewer or a listener. So until next time, be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.